I'm Dr. Michelle Plaster, and you're listening to Between Two White Coats, a weekly podcast where we dig into key issues surrounding health and wellness. I'm a family medicine doctor, and my co-host, Amber Foster, is a family medicine nurse practitioner. In our combined 30 years in medicine, we've seen a lot. We are taking some of our biggest questions, obstacles, and patient-centered advice and wrapping it into a 20-minute weekly podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you have found this podcast helpful, give us a five-star rating and review. This helps other people find our podcast. And make sure you share it with your friends. Thank you for your time. We look forward to serving you. All right, this episode we're talking about stress, and that's something that everyone knows something about. I am waiting to meet the person who, you know, I always ask people in like wellness visits, um, do you have any fatigue? The answer is always, of course. And are you stressed? And the answer is typically, yeah, you know, but I manage it or I don't or, but everybody has stress in their life. You know, I, I always think that the, the medical providers who say you need to reduce your stress or you need to work on your stress and then they leave the room. Um, are a bit ridiculous yes. because it's if, if you could choose stress, we would have all chose not to have it. So, you know, things get thrust upon us that are stressful. I think one of the things with us when we sit behind closed doors with people all day long, I'm truly amazed what people live through. Wow. Like it always and, I, and sometimes I'll even come tell you like, oh, my goodness, I cannot believe like my heart bleeds for people. And even like in our own personal lives this past year, we have had lots of stress, like take the yes. pandemic. If you even just take the pandemic out of our lives in the last <laughs> last yes. year, just family stuff has been a lot. Because and in this life, you do not get through it without someone getting sick or someone dying. Um, but you do not get through life without financial concerns, um, being someone's caregiver. I just don't know that there's anything more stressful than having someone that you love be sick and you're the one day to day taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, patients tell me how it's breaking their heart that this family member has Alzheimer's and they're their caregiver. Um, that uh, a family member suffers from addiction or depression and they're taking care of them. This is not stress that we choose. This mm-hmm. stuff is thrust into our lives. We did not uh, elect for it to come. And now we have to figure out what are we going to do? How are we going to deal with it? Um, the the problem with life and why we will always have jobs is that the obvious things to do and the easy things to do are always bad for us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, typically the quickest thing that people do to deal with their stress is really unhealthy stuff. They eat, they drink, eat, they, drink <laughs> they <Poor> smoke. <laughs> you know, how many people tell us, I quit smoking until I got all stressed out. I lost my job and then I picked back up the cigarettes. And I'm like, well, that's the last thing. Cigarettes yeah. cost a lot of money and yeah. you don't have a job. But they're stressed out. So they're they're going to whatever their Poor crutch habits. is. And, and I've had, you know, there's a patient story that, um, really rings to me. This was a nurse who is very smart nurse and she had lost a hundred pounds intentionally working hard, exercising, living a good life, but her crutch in life was eating and she had really honed herself into great discipline to lose this weight and was so proud of herself. And then a family member died. She was under a great deal of stress at work. Everything, you know how things compound and yes. it seems like you're getting a hit from all directions. And she went right back to that crutch of food. Now she had done well for a year and worked so hard and she gained back her hundred pounds that she had lost. 
And, and it was all because of stress. And it really made me realize whatever our unhealthy crutches, we're never done until we have replaced it um, with something healthy. That really when we are trying to deal with stress, if your go-to is eating or smoking or drinking or drugging or whatever it might be, you may go through a time where you don't have very much stress, but you have to know what you're going to do that is healthy, that is okay way to deal with stress and have that ready so that when stress comes, because it always will find us, we have healthier ways to deal with yes. it. So, of course, you did not need to tune in to us to know that stress comes because we all have it and we'll have it. If, if you don't have any now, it's it's going to find you at some I was, point. Like a couple of weeks ago, I don't even know that I even told you this yet, but we, I was like going to get my kids things for camp, leaving Walmart. And someone hits me. It's like a little fender bender. Not a big deal. But I, but, but I had to pick up my daughter. But you didn't have time for that. I didn't have time for that <laughs> because I had to go get my daughter from a practice. Yes. So, like I, so then I have to call my husband. He has to go get my daughter while we wait on the police. And then, of course, it was like there was something going on in the county. So it was going to be a while before they got there. And they wanted me to pull over. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, so like even just the things like there's going to be big stresses, but there's also going to be silly little stresses like, you know. And just know if you haven't dealt with your big stresses, it only takes that fender bender to just be the end. Yes. That's just what puts you over the the top. Yes. And, and, you know, you hear so much about road rage and things of this sort. And these are people who are not dealing with their day-to-day stressors, don't, don't have healthy outlets of any sort. And it's that little thing of someone who pulls in front of someone. You know, I'm always amazed but never surprised when I'm riding with someone and someone cuts them off and they lose their mind. <laughs> and I'll say, it wasn't personal. It wasn't they're, a big deal. They're no, no, probably you. just a bad driver. <laughs> like, it's not It's not about you. They're probably a bad driver. Yeah. They're already probably going to do more harm to themselves. So let it go. But when you haven't managed your stress, it's just like you're on edge all the time and those little things become too much. So if you're a person who screams, if you're listening to us in your car right now and you're screaming (laughs) at someone for cutting you off, it might be an indication that we need better stress relief. Yes. Um, And I want to say there is a difference between stress and then uh, mental health disorders like depression and anxiety. Thank you for saying that. Everyone can have, you know, Stress, and, but and there is, and like you said, some things can be the icing on the cake for some people, and they have done really well with the depression or their anxiety, and then that is truly the icing on the cake for them. So I, I want to differentiate. Stress is day-to-day types of things. There are true medical conditions like depression yes. and anxiety. So if your stress level and what we were saying about sitting behind closed doors with patients, I have patients that truly struggle with depression and anxiety, and it does take a fender bender for them for us to have to adjust medication or go back to therapy or whatever. Um, And there are a lot of indications of, of depression and anxiety. And if you are wondering, am I stressed out or am I depressed, please see your primary care and have them help you figure that out. You know, one thing, if, if you can name off five or six things that are all going wrong, then, and you feel like you're holding it together and you're not crying a ton, you're, you, but you feel overwhelmed, that's likely stress. Mm-hmm. Um, you have so many people with depression who tell me, I don't have any reason to be sad. I, things are okay. That's not stress. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're feeling all stressed out, but yet you can't figure out anything that's wrong then we would definitely encourage you to get help for that. Um, And if you're not sure, talk to somebody to get sure because 
Um, there is nothing to be ashamed of if you feel like you're having trouble coping with something or nothing. Um, talk to a medical professional. So professional, thank you for pointing that out. That's so well, important. and I have some patients that will ask me, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel depressed or anxious or I've never felt this way before. And we start to break stuff down and I'm like, well, you're moving, you know, you're virtually teaching your children this past year. You know, you had a parent or, you know, die. I had one patient whose parents died and all of that happened in her life. And I'm like, you know, that is a lot of stress. And there is, there are oftentimes that we help people, uh, whether it be with a prescription therapy or very often counseling to deal with that overwhelming and to help come up with what are the solutions to everything happening to me at once. There are great medical therapies to help, even if you feel like, well, I have a good reason for being this overwhelmed, but there are you know a lot of ways that we can and, help you still. And I'll tell patients like, I am not a good counselor because I don't therapeutically communicate well. I'm like, here's your stuff. You know, this is what you need to know. But um, I think sometimes, too, sitting with a counselor, not only sitting with us, if, you know, medication might need to be an option or even just to bounce stuff off of us. But I say if you're on medication, you need a therapist or sometimes you don't even need medication. You just need to go talk to someone that can you be just objective. Need to talk it out. And you know, sometimes when you're under a lot of stress, uh, the people around you are under the same stress. Mm -hmm. And so let's say you have a mother who's dying and your go-to for everything is your sister. Well, you don't really want to go to your sister right now because she has a mother who's dying too. And so you just keep kind of putting it away and you're not talking to anyone. This is what therapists, counselors, psychologists excel at, and they can be your sounding board and be that person um, if that's what you need. Yeah. Um, maybe something happened to you that you just aren't comfortable talking to anyone you know about. And so therapy is a great way to talk through stuff. And therapy also is an amazing way to learn better stress coping mechanisms, yes, healthy mechanisms for dealing with your stress. If you've been trying stuff, but it's just not working, they can teach you so many ways to not just go back to your old habit when stress comes, but to develop new ways of dealing with stress. Let's talk about some of the, the ways that we give people or that we know that may help people deal with their stress. We had mentioned earlier exercise um, in a previous episode, but exercise really does help reduce stress. And I like throwing a few things together. Um, I'm always about time management. So if I'm <laughs> going to deal with my stress, I'm going to do all my stress things at once. But uh, another great way of dealing with stress is gratitude. Your brain can't be going over everything that's wrong and going over everything that's right at the same time. It has to commit to one or the other. And so, so many times, if you will just do a gratitude journal or um, I like to do gratitude walks. So I go for my walk and sometimes when everything seems to be going wrong, it's really hard to replace with your brain. Like, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for that everyone's sick. I'm grateful for a <laughs> pandemic. What? And then you get your sarcasm and gratitude all in one. Um, but sometimes if you just be grateful for the small things. So you could be walking and say, I'm grateful for what I see. I'm grateful for this fresh air. I'm grateful for the fact that I can walk. Um, whatever, small things. Um, or you start listing off the people you love. I'm grateful for the people that I love in my life. And you list them all off. Um, but gratitude, whether it's a gratitude journal or um, through walking or other things, I think is great. Um, I think another natural de-stressor is nature. Um, especially, you know, we, we don't live in urban environments. I have lived in urban environments in the past. 
Um, but this past year during the pandemic, I was really concerned for my friends that were stuck inside in high rise condos in Chicago. Um, and the fact that they wouldn't get any uh, natural influence of whatever sort, they couldn't go for a walk, they couldn't go to the park, they couldn't go to the lake. And, and just sitting in my backyard was really de-stressing in the pandemic. And so I think just sitting outside um, and, and being appreciative for nature is a great way to de-stress. I think uh, one thing you mentioned that, you know, we're both very much time management. We got to get this done. We got to do this. But sometimes I think we overwhelm ourselves and it's really our fault. We can say no. It's all our fault. You know, um, we can say no to things. And so sometimes I think taking a step back and, and looking at time management as kind of a stress management thing as well. Like you can't do everything. Yes. Um, And so what if you just said, okay, I'm super stressed out because I'm stretched too thin. What am I going to give back? mm -hmm. And you start listing off, here's the 12 things that I am doing and I don't enjoy any of them, but I have to. And, you know, we have all these buts. And then what if you said, no, I don't have to. If today was my last day on earth, are these the 12 things I would do? And then say, you know what, here's the four that drive me the craziest that I just am not going to do anymore. Maybe you finish out the commitment that you have and then you don't allow them to ask you to do that. I know, I know this can resonate with you too. Like I was, I did room mom one year and then I was like, you know what? I'm just not this person. I will be more than happy to purchase things that you need for the class parties. Like do, but I'm not going to be the coordinator. Yeah. I want to to be that person, but that's not me. Yeah. So like, and and some women and men, it is amazing how much they excel at it. Like, so if you feel like you're a salmon swimming upstream, that might not be your (laughs) God given gift. But like things like that, like you don't have to do those things. It's nice to be able to do those things or if you're gifted to be able to do those things. But like, I felt like that would be so, that's just stressful. I think one of the quotes that has impacted me the most over time is no is a complete sentence. Yeah. You don't need to offer an explanation. You don't have to have all of your rebuttals. You can simply say, thank you for asking me, but I can't. Mm -hmm. And leave it at that. And you don't have to go on with 20 lies. And when someone said that, I went, wait a minute, (laughs) that is actually true. It's funny how we don't think that. But no is a complete sentence. And so say I'm thank you, but no, and and don't do it. You know, if it's the things that are not your God-given gifts or you don't have the time or energy, don't do it. Yeah. More is not always better. More is not always better. So taking and, and, some things off time management is good for sure. Yes, I think that's an amazing. Um, and planning, you know, sometimes when you know you want to do everything and you know you can do it, it's not that you have to take some things away. But maybe you're just being too reactive. Maybe you have to be a little more proactive and say, on Sundays, we're feeling overwhelmed. On Sundays, let's sit down, get our calendars together. You know, maybe you and your spouse need to plan who's going to do what throughout the week. Um, one thing that I struggle with and and saying no, I've gotten a little better at, um, but I really struggle with the fact that I can't do everything. And I don't ask for help well at all. And then I end up way overstressed and it is all my own doing because I haven't asked for help. Um, And help is available. Yeah. And so then when I sit on Sunday and I actually plan out my week and I think I'm going to ask my mom who actually loves spending time with my child. um, You know, she's all for skip the kids, go straight for the grandkids. Um, And and so I'm going to ask her if she'll pick him up from school this day and spend some time with him. And then that'll let me catch up on work. And then I don't have to be rushed. 
Um, or I'll, I'll team up with my husband and instead of me thinking I have to do it all, he's happy to jump in and help me out. So mm-hmm. I think that planning and saying no and recognizing the things, you know, sometimes it's really a matter of why am I so stressed out? What is it that's got me so stressed out? We mentioned a lot of things that you can't change. You know, if you're the caregiver for a family member that's dying, you, that yeah, you can't change. But so many stressful things we can't change. Mm-hmm. And so really recognizing, honestly, I, we have so many patients that sit in front of us, and I'm guilty of doing it too, of not recognizing a, a absolute can't change and a, I just don't want to change it. Yeah. Um, and so people are like, no, I can't, I can't stop doing that. <laughs> like, but you can, but you, you could, really can. Yeah. A stress relief too, I think, um, finding things that you enjoy. And sometimes that's remembering what you actually do enjoy. Like I love reading, like that will always relieve stress for me. I enjoy taking warm baths at night. Like my kids know, do not come, don't even knock on the door. You know, I am going to be de-stressing there. So finding the things that you do like, and when you time manage well, or you plan well, um, you can then take away things that you don't necessarily like fuel you and do the things that you do love. Yes. And, and unapologetically taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have finished taking care of everyone and everything else. And then, Oh, I didn't have time for my bath. Um, You need to carve that time because when you're pulling your hair out and you're not well, you need to do those things. You know, um, it, that's such a great point. I have a friend who assigned me eight years ago to get a hobby. Um, I'm still working on it. Uh, Rashid, thank you for that assignment. I'm still working on it. Um, but I have really started doing more for me. And and that hobby is going to come one day. One day, you're going to find it. We're going to be so proud. Playing golf or something. <laughs> um, but I think having a hobby, I think yeah. having something that you look forward to, that you carve that time out, and you know that you are refreshed when you do it. You're really putting some water back into your well as opposed to always just draining it. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that are stress relievers. Besides- you know, a very small thing that I think is a good um, a good skill that's readily available to people is deep breathing and meditation. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of things available on the internet that allow you to have guided meditation. Meditating's hard. Yes. I've got a lot going on in this brain. <laughs> Most of it probably down. shouldn't be, yes. but it is hard. So. And I think sometimes when people use the word meditation, because I have patients that say this to me, they think it's heebie-jeebie stuff. Right. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like being quiet in your own mind. And clearing, clearing your, your brain. Thoughts. It is much more difficult than it seems. It You're is. like, oh, I can clean uh, clean it out. And then I'm like, oh, no, I need to pick up that from oh, the store. Oh, I made and a list, list of things to do while meditating. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's hard to stop and be still. Yes. It is one very time I difficult. was trying to meditate and I got up and got a pen and paper because I needed to write down <laughs> the things I so was thinking I out. needed to do. And I was like, this is not, this may not be <laughs> meditating. Um, but so I started with guided meditation. Yes. And I actually have never graduated from guided yes, meditation. Yes, I would do that. And so I will do, and I sometimes do it while I'm walking. Um, I love to be in nature, so I, I might be, you know, in a park or in the woods or hiking or something, and I'll just take my phone and put on a guided meditation. There's a lot of apps for this, um, and, the, and the, the meditation just as you're doing whatever or as you're just sitting at home, they'll tell you, take a deep breath. They coach you on how to breathe properly um, and just relax, and sometimes they'll plant a thought of, you know, think about something you love. 
Um, and so that guided meditation helps, but it's a great way to clear your mind of a lot of different things. Um, sometimes I tell people to do these kind of guided meditations as you drive home. Um, you don't have to close your eyes to meditate, yes, don't so do that. don't close your eyes while you're driving home. But uh, that guided meditation will tell you just take some deep breaths. So when you're dis- when you're trying to leave behind, if you have a stressful job and you're carrying that stressful job home to your family every night, um, and they want mom or dad back, not anxious, crazy, uh, work work stress, mom and dad then you know, do those kind of things on your drive home and really change your headspace before you walk in your door. Um, I've told people take two minutes to do some deep breathing before you go into your house and you know list off the people in your house that you're grateful for. Take a few really slow, deep breaths and say, I'm really thankful to be home. I'm going to enjoy this evening with my family. Leave it all on the doorstep and go on in your house and enjoy your evening. Um, I think that learning some deep breathing exercises and learning to meditate. I've also told people that um, I sometimes think we're taught to pray wrong. I think meditating is a moment of prayer where you're listening instead of talking. You know, I don't know that God needs me to tell him everything that he needs to do. I think he probably knows more than me. He's like, Shelly, it's enough. I think (laughs) think he needs to tell me and I need to listen. And so, you know, sometimes just sitting there and really trying to be in the presence of a higher spirit and feel that presence without doing all of the leading of the conversation is a great way to unwind and, and have that be part of your regular day. So I think if we were to just encourage you to find a way to, as we all like to say in medicine, manage your stress better, um, first, really do the things you love to do. Plan your week to be a week that's going to work for you. Take on hobbies and habits that are enjoyable. Say no to things that you know stress you out that you can say no to. Um, Don't tell your boss no to something that you really need to do to keep your job. But um, when you can and you don't have to take stuff on, don't really create a week that's going to be and a life that's going to be less stressful. And then when the stress comes that you can't get around or um, avoid, have some healthy stress relievers like walking, gratitude, journaling, deep breathing, therapy sessions. Um, Whatever it may be that really allows you to know when I feel overwhelmed, as we all will, I have some tools. So it's time to leave you on a good note and put your mind in a positive place. So here's today's Tell Me Something Good. The broken can be fixed. Nothing is too dirty to clean. The hurt can be healed. No matter how dark a night is, the sun is going to rise. The miracle is available to everyone. Do your best to manage your miracle. Thank you for sharing your valuable time with us today. And until next time, take care of yourself.